who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas and with me is positively All right. All right, eric we got it How's oh, it going okay. tonight? It's going pretty good. Um, just got my Macho Man shirt on. Had to get comfortable. Just got out of work about an hour ago. Had to get rid Sw- of the monkey suit. Swig a beer for the working man. That's right. A little mm-hmm. Mio in my water. A little black mm-hmm. cherry with uh, vitamin Bs and some caffeine. Look at you. All right. Well, we're not sponsored by them, so no more free plugs. Oh, okay. This week, we're looking back at a show from 1988. Some would say uh, the best show. No, I don't know who would say that. But <clears throat> this is the main event, not Saturday Night's main event, but the main event, aired live February 5th, 1988. And this, of course, is famous for a few reasons. One, it's the Andre Hogan Phantom Title Chain slash Twin Referees and Plastic Surgery. Mm-hmm. And it's also one that drew uh, 33 million people to watch it. So lots of stuff to talk That's about. That's a this, lot of damn people. Yeah, we will get into that. I got some notes on that, too, about that stuff. So we will get into all that fun stuff this week on the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, we appreciate you. And if you're a longtime listener or a casual listener, appreciate you as well. You can follow us on Twitter, PPW Podcast. You can find all of our past shows for free, as well as future shows. Just search in your favorite podcast app. A positively pro wrestling podcast to subscribe and if you're an itunes user leave a review let me see i don't i don't think we have any reviews but you know you never know you, you always got to check but sometimes reviews are good sometimes they're bad sometimes they're indifferent good not terrible um hold on do we have what do we do got any good ones this week um <clears throat> i don't think we have one coming in no we could just read <laughs> we don't we could just read ones that uh people like just read just read all the positive ones again but no no new reviews this week got a couple more ratings but no reviews but leave those reviews as well guys helps people find the show and gives an idea of what to check out all right i guess before we get started anything fun for you this week in this past week it's our last show any Hmm. wrestling stuff you're looking for any shows you've watched or just you've been too too busy busy no i I watched uh dynamite last night with the brody king against moxley thunder rosa a little thunderstorm i like that uh team name uh tony Mm -hmm. storm and thunder rosa dynamite uh monday night raw i kind of skipped a lot of stuff other wrestling i don't really know i didn't watch uh, money in the bank that was saturday uh no Mm -hmm. not really i kind of just got caught up with some other stuff superheroes streaming stuff like yeah stranger things the boys uh, umbrella academy yeah my wife's watching the umbrella academy i started it and then i quit so she's like you got to go back it's so good so it is i really guess good. okay you give it your stamp of approval 
Sure do. <laughs> Would you rather watch the Umbrella Academy or the main event? Um, I'm, I mean, I'm watching the main event right now. And I watched it last night because it's playing in the background. So right now, okay. it's in the scene with Hulk Hogan uh, getting pumped up and jacked, brother. All right, all right, all right. Well, don't don't skip ahead there. Okay. All right. Yeah, for me, nothing really too crazy going on around here as far as collecting or changing stuff around for wrestling wise. Just been kind of watching some shows in the background. I mentioned I'm still watching 96 WWF Monday Night Raw, <laughs> which has been fun. Yeah, right, that's good. Right in the midst of the Huckster and the Nacho Man and the Billionaire Ted Skits. And uh, Shawn Michaels just won the Royal Rumble. And uh, Undertaker and Bret Hart had a schmoz finish at that 96 Rumble. So I'm, I'm 96 is a weird year to, to go back to it, but especially yeah. with Nitro, I have so much stuff, but it's a lot of stuff I forgot about. You just pick a brand of mirror and go back. I did because I work from home and not always, but if I have kind of Excel work to do or whatever, I'll just pop on something in the background I have to pay attention to. So it'll mm-hmm. be, you know, Seinfeld reruns or the office reruns. Yeah. Or I'll pop on a wrestling show that I've seen before, but don't really have to pay attention to. So those old Raws, they're 45 minutes, no commercials. It's, it's pretty good stuff. I, I try to watch the Nitros, but I haven't, I mean, I've seen them, but I don't remember them as much. I did, I did the Thunders, like the first year of Thunder. <laughs> You're the only one that did that. You're the only one that was watching oh, Thunder. Oh, that's fine. Hey, like, who's streaming on, this? <laughs> who's this guy in Orland Park streaming so much Thunder? <laughs> we got to put more Thunder up. He's a big fan. Uh, last week, by the way, as a little, little correction, I mentioned we were talking about your Kona Crush story, which is my favorite story of the podcast. Yeah. I said it was episode 50. It's actually episode 60. Oh, uh, so everybody at, listened to 50. Well, <laughs> you suckered the, him in. At the 30-minute mark is when the story takes place. And I'm like, maybe I'll re-listen to it. A couple things popped uh-huh. up when I re-listened to it. One, our audio quality has improved because I fixed that over the years. It wasn't it wasn't great before. And now I think it's pretty good. And also, I was when I was li- re-listening to it, the thing that popped me the most is, one, I'm laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. But me laughing made you start laughing even harder about your story. So go back and listen. Also... I just was dying thinking about how scared this kid must have been as you're squeezing his head when he didn't know what to well, do. Well, as I was telling it, I didn't really think it was a funny story. <laughs> but, you know, it, it turns out people love it. <laughs> people love it. So Even maybe, if it's two, that's people. Maybe someday you'll get a customized Hasbro mm, Kona crush go. of you. Yeah, that'd thing. be nice. Did you ever have any of the crush Hasbros? I had the the purple one. The, the dark the, crush. Purple okay, Crush. Yeah, evil Crush. Okay. See, not, what about Demolition Crush? No, because I, I didn't like him as, as Demolition Crush as a kid. Because right. I thought he was like, oh, who's this little young bastard? Yeah, he can handle shellfish, so he got put in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This week's show, the main event, February 5th, 1988. We'll get into a little bit the history and all that. Did you know this was the first time I've ever watched this show? complete like i've seen the hogan andre thing but i've never watched the actual event no kidding yeah so this is kind of a weird thing so i yeah, my fresh, cool. fresh eyes mm-hmm. and there were <clears throat> i guess for a long time the, we'll talk about it, the last match here because this was live got cut er, but the wwe network and i guess now peacock kind of uploaded the ending of its finish you can see it All right, yeah so it I wasn't that this, long though no, it was actually a 10-minute match, but they just cut it. You know, okay. you you got to see, like, 30 seconds of it. Yeah. 
We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. So this took place, like I mentioned, February 5th, 1998 from the Market Square Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. This is a Friday night. Heartland of America. All right. So this is February. I'm, I'm trying to think about this, put myself in the, the time frame and all that. So I'm four years old in 88, so I'm not really into it. You're what? You're 12 years old? No. Mm, nine? Ten. Yeah, nine or 10. Okay. Yeah. Nine so going on would, 10 in June. You Did you watch this live? Did you watch these main event shows? No, because I I don't remember like being that into wrestling. Like if like Saturday mornings, like I'd watch it, but I didn't keep up with it enough to know like when the next show was going to be on. I just knew mm-hmm. I was just like a regular Saturday morning customer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and it was probably me, too late at night. I'm nine years old. I probably well had to go this to bed by so like this 10. one this one wasn't. This is in prime time. Oh okay. No, this my mom was, was probably watching like uh, Dallas or something <laughs> or not. <laughs> well, not Landing. Funny, funny you should say that. So, I looked this show up a little bit uh-huh. to see. All right, okay, it was on NBC. It was did in it go against time. Dallas? Let me finish. Oh, so, okay. it actually went against Full House. <laughs> oh, I was <laughs> watching Full House. Yeah, I was at a Full House because it's on Friday. Mm-hmm. So you got TGIF. Yeah. And if I was watching wrestling at the time, I mean, I was, but I don't remember it. Remember it? My older sister would be like, "No, I watch TGIF on Fridays. You're getting the boot. I got Perfect Strangers. I got Full House." You know, maybe maybe some family matters. I don't think that started yet, but yes, Full House is there. Also, the lead-in for this was the local news, so that oh, could have sucks. also been a big reason why so many people were watching too. Thirty-three million people because the news back then, the local news was where you got the news. You know, so oh, I Friday, know, end of the week, mm-hmm. and all that, and people are watching it. I I could just imagine being a kid then. And all week, you're like, oh shit, big Hogan Andre free TV. I'm I gonna see a title match. Gonna see Hogan wrestle on free TV, and then you're having dinner, <laughs> and then you got you're sitting down. You're you're wake, the news is wrapping up. You know, it's the sports section, then the local interest story, and then it kicks to it, and it's a Friday, so that's even better because there's no school tomorrow, right? Like that's that's a huge huge thing to have no no school. You get to stay up later, even if you were a young kid. Yeah, you just be so pumped for this. Could you, or even imagine even better, you get home from school that day, your dad's like, "Hey, son, keep your stuff on. We're going to the market <laughs> keep square. Keep your Reed stuff on. <laughs> We're going to the, going to Market Square. I got tickets to the matches. Mm-hmm. You know, call call uh, call uh, Greg, your friend, to tell him he's coming with. Oh boy, but, Greg. I mean, I don't know. What Greg, a friend. <laughs> That'd be he awesome. loves you. Yes, that'd be a, that would be a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's the whole Call vibe Greg. of the show. <laughs> well, the whole vibe of this show is so different than the Saturday Night's main events mm-hmm. because it's live. So there's a little uneasiness to it. And we know the history of this show, right? Right. But what do you, what do you think people, were, when they're watching, they're thinking, oh, Hogan's going to beat Andre. You know, it's not Andre's not beating the title or going to get the title. Type of thing. I, I wish I was a fan so I could kind of relate. Yeah. Like how how much of a, like, how excited a big wrestling fan was. Like all these people in the Market Square Arena, you know, they were big fans. You know, I sure. really wasn't. So I trying to think back and, and feel the same vibe, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, not, I, it's not totally there. I kind of, they're not going to do it. And AEW can do it, but they don't. They, they tape. And I get why, because you want to, 
sell tickets to like a dynamite then you'll tape your special afterwards but getting a live show on a night that wrestling's not normally on a friday a saturday whatever and mm-hmm. having this be like a big title match or something on free tv yeah it'd be awesome like nbc a fox whatever it'd be sweet you know like let's say AEW for some reason you know gets a deal with with cbs you know with yeah. viacom okay and, there we go and they're, they've got Paramount. a special yeah they got a special on on cbs on friday night or saturday night before at seven o'clock you know so it's maybe before a big ufc fight so it's like a lead into a ufc <laughs> fight or something <laughs> at, ES, at abc whatever it is yeah that'd be a thing you know and i, I wish people i don't i mean people probably just shit on it oh, well, why is this on this night because that's what people do now but It'd be sweet. I don't I'd know be if it'd be as exciting it. though, because you didn't have all these like top level stars going against each other. On, but on, you would uh, need like for for my theoretical idea to work, you would need a marquee matchup. You would need Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the championship on free TV on NBC live, right? Or Cody versus Roman Reigns mm-hmm. for the title. That would be. I mean, you'd watch that, right? You'd make it a point to watch Cody versus Roman for the title in WWE, for example. I don't know. Is uh, is Alf on? <laughs> no, I don't think Alf is on. You mentioned okay. Dallas. Dallas followed this, so that's oh okay. So, so Dallas some... Dallas started off with thirty three million viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, or or I don't. I, I'd have to look. I don't know. If, let me Google it really quick. I don't know if Dallas is on NBC, but like you, you're like a kid and your dad's like all right is this, is this wrestling crap over dallas is on like what are we doing here <laughs> i, I want to say it was on cbs i think you're right i'm looking because i because right i remember now. my mom used to watch um dallas dynasty falcon crest yeah it was on cbs yeah yeah so. all those CBS either way shows. i mean the dad could you i mean the dad you know clicks the channel over it's like all right dallas is on we're flipping this crap off you're like oh no oh no like mr bill <laughs> because <laughs> you strike force beat the heart foundation i want to see it all right so yeah so, get... the, so this whole strike force heart foundation how it just like cuts off at the end mm-hmm. like i was watching the aew dynamite brody king and mox match and like oh we're gonna go over time and my dvr stopped <laughs> like mm. right right before the ending i'm like damn it because brody king looks pretty damn tough for sure big big beefy man mm. yeah mm-hmm. takes those chops Let's get this show started. Then. Let's go back to show starts, though. <laughs> show starts off with the wrestlers in front of their green screens, the logo behind him. Macho Man's first. He says, "Honky's, Honky's going to be on the first bliss pick, disgrace land." Not I Grace love land, these logos. It just me reminds too. me of like the old uh, trading cards I would get, and they have little yeah. logos in the background, or even their uh, green screens or chroma key. Mm-hmm. Honky Tonk's up next with Jimmy Hart. Says the Macho Man's a whiner. And then uh, Ted DiBiase's with Andre says he'll get the belt. Andre says, I'll get my hands around the neck of Hulk Hogan. This will feel good. <laughs> with his giant, giant eyes and giant hands. Hulk says the Hulkamaniacs will help him. And then we kick it to the wide shot. We're live from the Market Square Arena. Vince says this is the largest TV audience in history. Before you get there, there, I think it's like the 35 second mark where they're just showing like clips of people doing wrestling moves. So they got Andre. He's like doing that little mm-hmm. side suplex to, to bam bam i'm like holy shit bam bam was big and he just makes the bam bam look like a baby yeah that was a survivor series i think the bammer the bammer the main squeeze i'm the giant throw me around <laughs> uh, 
just your trick for me to get to my bam bam and bam. yeah that's it uh then we go after just the, my trick <laughs> the intro we go to the commentator's booth vince and jesse are on the house mic so the crowd can kind of hear them talking i thought the audio was weird but it was also kind of cool for like i don't know back in 88 to just make it seem like it's live it's a little rugged a little yeah. rugged ronnie garvin style a little action and we got uh, the, that cat bed that Jesse's wearing on his head. Yes, Jesse Ventura's wearing something ridiculous where he says he just came back from Hollywood. He says the champ the champ is going down tonight. See, uh, when he was go- he was mentioning uh or Vince McMahon just you know, uh Ventura made McMahon say something over where he was coming from. He's like Hollywood. And I thought this was around the time where um NBC demanded that uh, Jesse come back, but that was like a year or two before this. Yeah. And then we go to a training montage where Hulk Hogan's just lifting weights for about four minutes to Jake the Snake Roberts music. That's, <laughs> That's a bro- brooding music. Look at him. That's a, uh, it's a Jim Johnston original. Which one is better for Jake? That one or trust me, trust me, trust me. What do you got? Uh, the first one. I like the first one. I mean, I think everybody does. I think everybody does. <laughs> Next week, Second back, one sucks. <laughs> we go backstage, and Honky Talk Man's there with Mean Gene. He says he's taking to take Liz to the Heartbreak Hotel, and then him and Jimmy Hart do a bunch of Elvis parodies, yeah. like uh-huh. song. I mean, you're a big Elvis fan now, or big Elvis. Well, I've always the movie. Been. Come on, yeah. but yeah, I did see the movie. So you know, talking about the uh, Lonesome Tonight, and I'll be your teddy bear. <laughs> it was funny. I'll be your teddy bear. That reminds me of Full House. Remember they used to sing to Michelle. Jesse, Danny, oh, yeah. and I'll be your Joey. teddy bear. Yeah, the teddy bear song. By the way, my oldest daughter's been watching Fuller House this week because she's home. There's no summer camp or anything, mm-hmm. and I'm working. I'm like, well, you get the dream of every seven-year-old kid. You get to watch TV all day. And uh, I would catch it in the background. That Fuller House show is awful. <laughs> you can't it itself. But it lasted for like five seasons, but she loves it. She's like, I want to watch it again. I'm like, all right, I guess go fry your brain some. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it it doesn't have the same magic as ours did. Full well, the house. thing is, it must because she loves it, and like a bunch of people love it, so it must, right? Yeah, it must have that same kind of little vibe. There is a lot of callbacks to the original show, which is mm-hmm. interesting and in how they do it. But either Does way, she get those. Mm, she's watched the original Full House, okay, but she's watched Fuller House, I think, twice now. Yeah. So, because I've tried to get her to watch some of the shows, but so like Floros, for example, has like an episode about a sex <clears throat> pact, like a no, like, not a, like, yeah, we're all gonna fuck, but like, <laughs> like a, a, a no kiss pact, <laughs> something like that, <laughs> no kiss pact. Yeah, they're not gonna see the band kiss for six months. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there's inappropriate stuff throughout. Because I was like, maybe you should watch Boy Meets World. I'm like, wait a minute, there was an episode where Sean tried to join a cult. Remember that Sean Hunter joining a cult? No. Did you watch? No, you didn't watch Boy Meets World. No, I did. People, you don't remember Sean joining a cult? No. Man, it had Styles from uh, Teen Wolf in it. He was the cult leader. No kidding. I got to go back and watch that. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the episode. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about, by the <laughs> way? talking about Boy Meets World. Saturday Night's main event. We're the biggest show. Dude, we're in, eight, we're, dude, we're in 88. We're back in the day. I guess. We're just, yeah. we're all over the place here. Anyway. Uh, Honky Tonk Man comes down the crowd, down the aisle. You know, the crowds, this is this is not the first match of the night the crowd has seen. There's been six dark matches. Mm-hmm. So they saw, we'll go over this really quick. Axe beat Ken Patera. Jake Roberts beat Harley Race. 
Ron Bass beat Coco Beware. The British Bulldogs beat the Islanders. Jim Duggan beat the One Man Gang. And the Ultimate Warrior beat Sika. So they've seen some stars, you know. Mm-hmm. But but the way the crowd is amped up for this, you could tell they know, all right, we're on freaking TV now. Like, Yeah, I mean, you're going to see the Intercontinental match, which is like yeah. a big deal. You're going to see the world title match. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see, uh, was it tag titles at the end? No, the uh yes so strike okay. force with the tag yeah, so there you go your, your three title matches now you're yeah. on tv you get to see uh, peggy sue shake her shake her uh, rump breaker mm-hmm. she does come on down she comes down the aisle but i i completely forgot about peggy sue i thought she was only there at wrestlemania 6 when they were doing the honka honka burn or whatever it is mm-hmm. honka honka love i wonder what uh, peggy sue thought of uh honky tonk man throwing some throwing some flirts out to miss you elizabeth know peggy sue was right yeah sherry Right. So yeah. So she's so sh- Sherry's got a long history with Liz, starting right now. Uh-huh. Apparently, <laughs> so Sherry, might, <laughs> sensational Sherry. There, uh, they go in the ring. They all dance. You know, Honky's doing his little moves, his little shimmers and shakes, and it's pretty great. So we were talking about the Intercontinental Title yesterday. So the Intercontinental Title, I want, I want to buy it, but I want the WWF version. Mm-hmm. So you told me that there was this, there's this guy um, that's selling it, but it had the red logo, WWF. Mm-hmm. I don't want that one. But when I was watching this, I thought Honky Talk was the last one to have it. But Honky Talk comes out with the non-red logo. He's he, this might have been when it just changed because it, yeah. it, it went from '86 to '88 with that red logo. Okay, so yeah, he comes out with it's not red. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll you know kind of push it back to include Honky because mm-hmm. I thought well, Warrior was the first one. No, yeah, no, he. I think it must have been Ricky Steamboat. I mean, Honky might have had it with the red, but because he beat. Steamboat for it. Honky Tonk Man did. Okay, so maybe Steamboat had the non-red also? No, he had the red one. Yeah, no, I'm saying I, I want... I was just talking about the one that's not red. I'm just yeah, trying to, but, to, to trace it back to like who had the one that's mm-hmm. not red. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's there's websites and things like that. You can kind of got to figure out people that do a lot more research than we do. Oh, I want to do my stuff. own research, man. <laughs> so so you're completely opposed to the block red logo. It just doesn't ring a bell to me. Like when I watch stuff and I'm trying to see like who would be the first one to do it. What about, just, a, what about the white strap? Do you want the, or do you want the black strap? No, I want the black one. Okay. Who's your favorite intercontinental champion? I mean, we know it's the honky talk man, but who's number two? Black strap? All straps. Or white strap. All, All straps. straps. Best, your favorite IC champ. Oh, man. Probably Bret Hart and uh, followed by Razor. Okay. I thought Razor like really made that special. And so did Bret. Yeah, Bret did for sure. I, I think when when Mr. Perfect had it, it felt like the like a main event level belt. Uh-huh. But what you're going to laugh, my favorite Intercontinental Champion. Piper? Roddy Mountie. Piper. That's right. <laughs> Mountie <of> the Mountie. <laughs> Roddy Piper, man, it was yeah, so that, cool to see him win it. It was because there was at the time it was like you knew he didn't have a WWF title at any mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to see him have it, and he and he looked uh, really proud to walk around with he was, it. He was so happy. He was. He was so happy. Anyway, uh, this match here, as you mentioned, is for the Intercontinental Championship. Macho Man Randy Savage versus the Honky Tonk Man. We go backstage, and Macho Man's there with for his interview. He says that everyone's in the danger zone, and vengeance is mine. By the way, this is a follow-up from when the Honky Tonk Man nailed Macho Man in the head with a guitar. More on that later. 
Liz is in her red dress, very elegant, very sparkly, and Macho Man's in his robe slash cape thing. And I mentioned the crowd, but the Macho Man is over. Like, people are like, okay, he's over a main event guy. Over like Rover. Over like, uh, who's over like the Road Warriors? Road Warrior Pop? Is that the joke? He's over like, you know, Ken Shamrock in 97. <laughs> <laughs> he is over, man. And you could tell, okay, they had to have known the plan for Mania here, right? With the tournament and all that. Yeah. Probably who was going to win. Mm-hmm. Although it's possible DiBiase could have won the tournament to kind of be the heel champion and Macho Man chase him. But after watching this, because WrestleMania 4 is right after this show in 88, you're like, oh, I could see why Macho Man's going to be the champ in a few months because he's freaking awesome. Watching Macho Man and his mannerisms and how he walks, like how he kind of tiptoes to like bigger guys. I was watching this and him and Honky Tonk Man are about the same size, so he doesn't do the tiptoe too much, Mm -hmm. which is nice to see, but it's also like takes away from how I remember Macho Man, like walking with like the bent leg or the bent knees on the tippy toes (laughs) and kind of like, uh, you know, savage being savage. Tippy toe Macho Man. That's a a guy. The match starts off with a lot of... uh, a little bit of back and forth. Uh, Peggy Sue, uh, I'm sorry, Jesse Ventura says Peggy Sue's out there prancing and dancing. Jesse says she's much better than Liz, who looks like a stump out there. <laughs> <laughs> and she is. She's just standing there like a bump on a log. Looking very concerned all the time. Always. Just standing yeah. there. Oh, uh, oh Randy, point, are you okay? It, oh, no. That's a good Liz. Randy, no, Randy, no. Like, that's a bad Liz. But either way, <laughs> yours is better. You do a better Liz impression. Congratulations. Hey, Hockey Talk Man, at one point, corners Liz on the outside, uh, but Macho Man makes the save. Yeah, he uh, does. Then, uh, there's also at one point where Macho Man does a big double axe handle to the floor. Crowd's loving that move. You know, to the floor mm-hmm. from the yeah. top rope. Awesome stuff. Uh, at one, they get back in the ring. Jimmy Hart's in the ring to distracting him. Honky Tonk accidentally kicks Jimmy. Jimmy goes flying. He's like, oh, no, baby. I'm falling. Oh, no, baby, my glasses. He goes flying. And after that, uh, Macho Man puts Honky Tonk in the sleeper. The sleeper. Like, that's not a Macho Man move I would think of. And it's, it's like, a, it's oh. It's 88 the, wrestling, though. But the crowd, like, erupts. Like, oh, shit, Macho Man's winning the championship with the sleeper. He's going out. Uh, Peggy Sue, uh, but although Peggy Sue on the outside attacks Miss Elizabeth, distracting the Macho Man, he goes out there to save her. And as he goes out there, Honky Tonk Man's coming out, and you're thinking in your head, at least I was, because I didn't remember who won this match or how mm-hmm. it ended. I was like, oh, well, Macho's going to get hit from behind and, and lose this match. But no, Macho Man shoves Honky Tonk Man into the pole. Macho Man wins by countout, which is a nice win for him. But of course, you don't win the championship. With the that's right. That's the, that's the rules. Yes. And now we mentioned the guitar earlier. There's a there's a whole post-match thing here, which lasts a good four or five minutes, mm-hmm. where Honky Conk Man comes in with a guitar with the weapon. Like He acts like it's a freaking samurai sword. And Macho Man's backing off. He's on the tippy toes now. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he jumps back into the ring to make this happen. Yes, Macho's on tippy toes. It's like, like, ooh, it's guitar time. <laughs> jab at him, jab at him. <laughs> and then as Macho's backing away from one of the ropes, he gets whacked in the back of the head by the megaphone from Jimmy Hart, that that jerk, that little runt Jimmy that Hart. little, yeah, not a weasel, he's a runt. He is a runt. 
and then he goes down in the corner, but Liz comes in to kind of protect Macho Man. Mm-hmm. And then is Honky going to hit Liz with the guitar? You're like, no, he wouldn't do that. I thought he I did. Went, well, he winds up like he was going to, but Macho Man pops up and blocks the guitar. And then instead of sm- smashing him with it, he just kind of smashes it all over the ring like member of the Who. <laughs> so it wasn't <laughs> as cool as it could have been, but... You know, everyone's happy. So, yeah, the fans get to see a, a busted guitar. Savage got the win. Mm-hmm. Honky tonk. What would you think of this matchup? Was it fun? Was it bad? No, I, re- I really liked it. I don't really like a lot of honky tonk matches, but I like this one. Okay, I thought it was a great opener to a show. It would have gotten me hyped. I was mm-hmm. a little bummed that we didn't get a new IC champ, but of course, us knowing what the future held for Macho Man, it works out pretty good for him. But it was an eight-minute match with a little post-match thing, and it was fine. Post-match, of course, we get the Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth celebrating. Classic Macho Man with Liz on his shoulders. Never gets old. Did you ever try to do that to your fiance? Pop her up on your shoulder? <laughs> yeah, of course I did. Don't lie. Yeah, I, I, I threw her up. Red hit the ceiling. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you guys are at like, what's going on? This like, there's like the taste of Orland Park this summer. Uh-huh. It's outside. You got. I want you to pop her up on the shoulder. <laughs> no, I can't do side. that. You're like, oh, my back. <laughs> I might. I, don't know. I might try. Your fiance is a very tiny, tiny person. I've met her. Just say yeah. you're just you're weak, not she's big. So no, I, I might be able to do it. All right. Well, let's everyone bully Eric into picking her up and not tell her about it. So it'll be funny. I'll record it for Twitter. Recorded it. People will like it. So as I was watching this match, I'm thinking like, um, what was that first arcade? Superstars came before yeah. WrestleFest. Yeah. So I remember I I was a big WrestleFest guy. Like that was just the one I really was drawn to. And the TMNT mm-hmm. game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade around the same time. So we went to, it was like Southern Illinois in a town called Alton. And there, when we went down there, we stayed in a Holiday Inn. And the little Holiday Inn had like like a 10 arcade machines, like in a room. So it's like a little arcade room. And I remember I'm like, oh, this, you know, there's that wrestling. So I thought it was WrestleFest, but I went to it and it was older and had Honky Tonk Man in it and had other people. I'm like, eh. So I just played it. So pretty much our whole vacation, like every morning I'd get up and like go down to the arcade and play Superstars. That's so, awesome. So that's what this main event reminds me of because you had the honky tonk man savage um hogan and Andre, where was this vacation uh, again in alton illinois okay just like the game room is where they had yeah, it yeah it was just like in the, in the in the hotel like downstairs they had there was a swimming pool and there was like an arcade room game room are game yeah. rooms still a thing in hotels i remember it was always a big deal to go to the game room i don't remember i don't know I mean, I've been in a lot of them lately, and there's no game rooms. <laughs> Man, they got to bring those back. Bring back the, got to bring everything. Everything used to be so much better. It game was. rooms, freaking high fructose corn syrup. Like, everything was better. <laughs> <laughs> real sugar and Coca-Cola. Exactly. Now you got to go to, like, a good Mexican restaurant to get real Coke yeah. instead of going to the grocery store. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> the good old days. Uh, next up, we have Vince and Jesse kind of at their broadcast booth again. And Vince says, this is the greatest free match in history. It is. Is it still? Well, Over I mean, time? in 98, of course it was. For 88. But since then, has there has there been a better free match since 88? Um, I mean, I, I like the, what was it, the, the Rock and Mankind and the, the Super Bowl halftime show. 
I thought that was but that's big. that was that's technically cable, <laughs> so that's technically oh, not free. Okay, you know. Well, I guess I so. Mean, yeah, I was trying to think about this, and because there's I mean, really there nothing. Because I mean, um, there's main, main there's, event came back, but it wasn't as big as this. Yeah, but there's been Saturday Night Main Events matches. Of course, SmackDown's on Fox. Um, I. I guess maybe I guess this doesn't count anyway because remember do you remember they would they did a free replay of the two main event matches WrestleMania 11 on Fox in like 95 you probably don't remember that but no they did that but this yeah if anyone out there knows but 11 f- 11 wasn't like better no. than this <laughs> no <laughs> you tell me LT Bam Bam is better than Hogan Andre is better than uh, Savage Honky Tonk well, th- well, Vince is saying that Hogan Andre the match is yeah, the best okay. big it in, is. in free history. I, so, think, I think it still is. Okay, I agree with you. Yeah, I would say obviously Raw has had some big matches over the history of it, of course, but technically, again, that's cable. That's not mm-hmm. broadcast free TV. So if anyone out there has a disagreement or another opinion, let us know at PPW Podcast, a better free match in history. You let us know. Then we mm. also, we kind of go yeah. now to the controversy of oh. WrestleMania 3. There we go. Where Andre... Uh, Andre had him for three. He, well, <laughs> Joey Morello counted to three, but Hogan's shoulder was clear. There was, what was, there's no controversy. I think this was just like, okay, we're just going to make this up. There was no controversy here. Unless you think there was. No, it, it, there was no controversy, but hey... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm watching it right now. One, two, three. Oh, Hogan slipped out. But this is the thing. Morella was in position to see him slip out. That's that was, true. That was a three. All right. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> then we see some more stuff. Of, of Have a Hogan. Hulkamania New Year, by the way. Yeah, we see some more stuff. Yeah, there's a sign, Hulkamania New Year. We see some more stuff of Andre choking Hogan out. We see the contract signing. Which is I thought it Hulk. was awesome when Andre walks in in his suit, grabs Hogan by his shitty, blonde, <laughs> wet, sweaty hair, grabs him and just headbutts the back of his head, <laughs> and then puts his big paws around his neck. <laughs> oh, my God. And then they want the peanut. <laughs> Joking him. And then and the his contract little, his little uh, baby teeth. <laughs> Those are baby teeth to him. His, his Austin Theory teeth. <laughs> Those are shark teeth to everybody else. <laughs> yeah, the contract signing. You know what? I, I'm thinking about this, and I always thought it was like a Vince thing. Do the contract signing make a big deal out of it? And even mm-hmm. back in 88, there we are. There's old President Tunney sitting at the little card table, little kitchen mm-hmm. table. That was definitely <laughs> a kitchen table back in the early uh, mid-80s. Yeah, Hogan's got these gigantic like knee-high boots that my wife would wear. <laughs> like, uh-huh. What's he doing? And then... Ted DiBiase is, of course, there for the contract signing. And he goes, all right, Andre, make sure to stamp this contract, too. <laughs> he says, like, four times, like, stamp it. So I'm going to stop. Bro. So he grabs Hogan's head and just smashes it into that kitchen table you mentioned. Flips the table over on top of Hogan. and That's a good really, segment. Really, oh, yeah, really puts home the fact that Hogan's a bitch and Andre's the man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because he's wearing his leggings. His, uh, I guess so. Oh, kind of looks like... You know how, uh, I don't know if they're still popular, maybe like 10 years ago, women would wear leggings that look like the galaxy or look like rainbows. You know, just just weird, weird, wild prints like uh, mm-hmm. Zubaz used to be. But that's what, the, it just looked like the sky. Like Hogan was wearing leggings that looked so like the sky. So you're saying Hogan's fashion forward. Okay. 
Yeah, okay. I guess you he was. Linda dressed him. Oh, for sure, Linda. Brother, she's the fashion forward, fashion forward one. Your brother. Okay. We go back to the arena now for some more backstage stuff. Uh, Andre and Ted say they're going to win. And then, of course, we get a Howard Finkel saying, now it's the World Wrestling Federation Championship match. Big pop for that as Andre comes down. There's a gigantic uh, Andre Who sign. Uh-huh. Um, also, Hulk's <laughs> what, a, what a prick. Who would do that? <laughs> Andre Who. Hulk's backstage with Gene but what's interesting about this is because it's live, it's not necessarily a pre-tape. All you can hear is the background of the arena booing mm-hmm. during because they're booing Andre in the ring with DiBiase yeah. and Virgil. They're just booing the hell out of him. So it's pretty cool. Uh, also, Andre who? Yeah, the crowd's pumped. So I noticed this: the crowd seemed pumped for Hogan, but did they seem more pumped for Macho Man, or was that just me? No, they were they were more in a Macho Man, more of a Macho crowd at Indy. Yeah. Okay. I, I good. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that noticed that. Uh, we see the Winged Eagle belt making its debut. Credit to the Our Vantage Point podcast for confirming this is the debut of the Winged Eagle. Uh, Hogan was wearing the belt, the old Hogan 86 belt. Yeah. And, or the, 87 in the, in belt. The, no, was, I think it was 86. Yep, he's wearing it before, but now we got the Winged Eagle, the dual-plated Winged Eagle, too. What a sweet title. Yeah. Do you think they'll ever bring it back? Nope. Cody said well, he'll bring it back. He did. Well, he brought back the he brought back the IC. That's that was cool. Okay. Well, that'd be nice if he did. I think mm-hmm. they saw a lot of them. <laughs> uh, the Winged Eagle belt is showed off by the referee Dave Hebner. Jesse is sure to point out the ref, and he's glad it's not that Joey Morella who was involved with the, all this controversy. Oh, a little bit of foreshadowing mm-hmm. by Jesse Ventura there, right? And he's not wearing his cat bed on his head anymore. He's not. He missed. He took that off. It got a little too hot in the arena. He had to pop it off. Yeah. He's like, take that off. You look stupid. <laughs> this is well, national hope- television. <laughs> <laughs> this is national television. You look like a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would uh, Jesse say? He's like, oh, okay. Whatever you say, Vince McMahon. I'll take this off, and then I'll sue you, Vince McMahon, for royalties. And I'll sue Chris Kyle and the publishing company because he's lied about me. In 20 years, or whatever happened. In 20 years. <laughs> Listen, I'm just going all over the place. It's late. He's into the conspiracy, so I could see him uh, time traveling. <laughs> well, he did say he saw Muhammad Ali levitate, so we got that going for us. I believe him. We've got the match starting off pretty hot where Hogan attacks Andre. Well, he's first off, Hogan Andre's is getting, so pissed. I love it. Well, Andre's getting advice from DiBiase and Virgil, and then Hogan just attacks him like a jerk. Uh huh. Doesn't even, let, doesn't even let him break his huddle. He just bum, <laughs> just bum rushes him in the middle of a huddle. Well, he's just had the, multiple times those giant, sweaty, stinky hands all over his neck. Got his face smashed <laughs> in on that. Giant, stinky giant. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his hands all over. He's got a, his little hair left. He's got it ripped out by him. He's got his head smashed on tables. So Hulk's got a little justification. He's got a scar impressed. on his chest from that cut cross. Yeah, you're bleeding. You're bleeding, is what Piper said to him. But Andre just know. looking around like he doesn't give a shit. Like, this guy's nothing. And, of course, we know Andre's health <laughs> issues God. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we know Andre's health issues. 
Mm-hmm. So he's got to hold the rope. A, Hogan does a good job this match of really selling and making Andre look like a legit mm-hmm. crazy challenger giant, right? Got to admit that. Even as a, as a Hulk hater, you've got to admit that. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think Andre, I mean, as as bad shape as he is, like he's, he's still strong, he's still big. This match is better than the WrestleMania 3 <clears throat> match. You think so? Yeah, definitely. With all the uh, the schmozzy stuff or what? Yeah, I think with all the smoke and mirrors with it, it makes it cooler and more more stuff is going on. It's a nine-minute match. Like, okay. more stuff is going on, you know? Yeah. And having Ted out there and Virgil is a, is a thing, and there's there's a lot going on. You know, it, even at the beginning of the match, Hulk, uh, Hulk uh, gives the big boot to Virgil and to Ted DiBiase. They go over the top rope, and, and we're ready to go here. Uh, yeah, stuff, stuff like this, this stuff is more fun because I think WrestleMania matches, they're more like – let's just settle this bell to bell there's not a lot of interferences and mm-hmm. running around and all that kind of stuff like that makes for fun tv but like wrestlemania i just felt like was more serious matches yeah definitely especially matches more serious matches like the hillbilly jim and his little people versus king kong bunny and his two little people so very serious matches there's also a point here where hogan climbs the top rope Mm-hmm. I always thought WrestleMania Seven was the only time he tried to climb the top rope, but here we go. He got he gets caught by Andre, gets tossed, just kind of like like Ric Flair does, kind of the Ric Flair top rope yeah. body mm-hmm. slam. Hogan does all the all the work on that. Do you think this is the the best shape Hogan's in is this year? As far as what? Because he's he's Hogan's got different shapes over the years. <clears throat> You know, I think the best shape he was in is probably his NWO Hollywood. He's lean, he's ripped, he's not on the juice. Well, let's, talk, let's talk Juice Hogan and just how, how quick he is. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's before he's had hips replaced and knees jacked up and all that. But Like, I enjoyed yeah. this match even as a Hogan hater. Like, I, I mm-hmm. thought, I'm like, man, this guy looks good. He's quick. He's trying to he's, dodge Andre. He's bouncing off the ropes. He's flying around the ring. <laughs> Hogan knows how to tell the stories in the ring, man. He's throwing some chops. Andre's Even you've, a, oh. you've admitted since doing this show, you've had a newfound respect for Hulkster. Yeah, I, I do. Over the years. But I still enjoy seeing him uh, <laughs> getting it handed to him. Well, don't you worry. It's coming up here. Uh, after Hogan gets tossed from the top rope, Andre goes for a headbutt, but misses. He's dropping his head in the ground there. Um Hogan then goes for the big leg drop on Andre, but then Virgil distracts him for the uh, for before the one two three. Hogan comes back in the ring. We get the Andre the Giant. I wrote down duplex here instead of the suplex. He just kind of tosses him over one two three, but Hogan's shoulder is clearly up. Mass confusion Was it? here. <laughs> <What are you? laughs> like sound like Jesse Ventura. Was it? I don't know. Was it really up? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm going to side with the referee. He's the official. <laughs> the crowd's confused. They're shocked. They're like, what the hell just happened? His, his damn shoulder was up. <laughs> Hogan is just immediately bitching. Immediately. Yeah. Not even like, well, Hebner went his... and got the damn uh, belt. Hogan's like, what are you doing with my belt? <laughs> He's going to mm-hmm. give it to Andre. D- don't give it to Andre, brother. Mm-hmm. And then... Gene Okerlund's ready to go to, to stick his nose right in the business here. Of to course, find out. that's his job. He's got to know what's going on. And, you know, nothing's mm-hmm. getting by Mean Gene or Scheme no. Gene. Nothing's getting by him. Uh, they're very confused. 
Andre's got the belt on his over his shoulder. He's all happy. And then he says, surrender. The world tag team champion. <laughs> yeah, he says world tag team champion. He and then Gene has to clarify, you're surrendering to Ted DiBiase? And he gives the belt to Ted DiBiase, who's so happy with himself. And that's what I love, because when DiBiase came in, like, that's all he wanted. He want, he had money. He's like, I want to buy the belt. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to win it. I don't want to wrestle for it. I want to buy the belt. He's smart. So, yeah. I mean, work for it. Yeah. <clears throat> I work for it. Work smart, not hard. That's his, mm-hmm. his motto. Yeah. And then the crowd, and then Finkel makes the announcement. The crowd still, I feel like the crowd was still waiting for the shoe to drop. Like, no. Like, no. This isn't happening. This isn't is really D, happening. Is DiBiase listed as a world champion in the history books? I think so. All right. In my history book, he is. Oh, okay. <laughs> really I mean, I'm in the official, like the Wikipedia history books. <laughs> is that what's official? No. Wikipedia. I mean, I could look it up right now. I've got Wikipedia open. Let's see here. Yeah, that would be List. nice to know. Ted DiBiase is champion for about 25 seconds. <laughs> oh, no. When did when did he have to surrender it? Probably um, the next day? Next I week? Don't, yeah. We, well, because, of course, this is what led into the tournament. Yeah. That was a quick so, tournament. So here we go. I'm looking at it. was vacated on. Yeah, it was vacated the next week on Superstars. He's listed so, as a champion? Yes. Hulk, Andre, Ted vacated. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't just Hogan from, you know, 84 so Ted, to 88? Yep. Ted had an eight-day reign, according to Wikipedia, which, according to you, is the official kind of deal here. But yes. Hell yeah. On the February Get 13th shit. edition of Superstars, you, Jack Tunney. You multi-million says, dollar man, you. Says it's vacated. Uh, while this is all going on, they leave Ted, Andre, Virgil go celebrate i'd assume they're they're big schmas they got over mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we look and there's two referees in the ring and was like oh and, they're identical they, but they are but one's one's a little chubber than the other um both claiming to be the real hebner of course they are the, Hope, they are real hebners <laughs> <laughs> the real dave hebner hogan's confused grabs them both by their shirts and then they go to fight and then the crooked referee the one that counted hogan fast the he's one the violent him, one so yes. Hogan's like, yeah, you're the violent one. You fucked me over. Yeah, Earl Hebner, the evil one, by the way, mm-hmm. the skinnier one, punches Dave in the face, then kicks him in the stomach. <laughs> I love the way Hebner like punches and kicks. <laughs> it's so like cartoony. It like winds up. <laughs> it is. It's so Looney Tunes to me. Like, <laughs> like it's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then for some reason, the Andre DiBiase Virgil team is still on the aisle. <laughs> Hogan takes Earl. <laughs> stands at the one end of the ring gorilla press ultimate warrior style and he runs <laughs> from one side of the ring to the other he hauls ass <laughs> here you go little guy whoosh <laughs> throws earl overshoots the the crowd of people <laughs> the earl's just on the ground taking the bump and hey welcome <laughs> to the big time brother <laughs> just throws him over the edge it's like thanks for screwing me <laughs> Yes, so they're they're out of there. I, I felt like there was a time when Hogan did that to Virgil. Probably, but I don't and know if he Virgil, ran like that. Threw Virgil over I mean, Andre's Virgil's, head. Virgil's not as small as Earl Hebner. Earl Hebner's probably like 98 pounds here. Yeah. 
But I still oh, feel no. like he threw Virgil one time, and, and DiBiase and Andre were supposed to catch him, and it just went over their head. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how strong Hogan is, though, right? So the, the lesson here is don't let Ted DiBiase and Andre catch you. <laughs> don't, 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 don't trust fall them to catch you. No. And we go to commercial break, and we come back, and we've got Strike Force versus the Heart Foundation in the ring, as we mentioned. That's kind of the main event, and this was, this was pretty common to do on either Saturday night's main event or these main event shows. The actual main event will be earlier in the night because you want the most people viewing, so you want your top tier guy earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Strike Strike Force, of course, is Tito Santana, Rick Martel. They're the champions. They actually beat the Heart Foundation in the match. We get to see about 30 seconds of because since this is live, they're running short on time. But we do have time to go backstage, backstage to Gene and Hogan. And Hogan is crying. Oh, my God. I felt so bad for him. He's like, oh, how much did the plastic surgery cost? That's Hogan's first thought. It was plastic surgery. It's, it's like a family member died. Like I, <laughs> If I had that look on my face, you would know somebody died. <laughs> Hogan lost his. He was he. So if you think about it, that's a, that's that's a, a so that's a good trivia question for people. Who was the first <laughs> wrestler to hold the Winged Eagle title? It was uh, Earl Hebner. No, who was the first champion? Oh, Hogan. No, it was Andre. No, Hogan uh, brought it out. What? Well, yeah, but so I guess he wore it out there. Yeah, but he wasn't awarded it. I guess the, <laughs> okay. Kind of who, who was awarded the winged eagle? Mm-hmm. Either way, it's it's quite the thing. You know, it's quite the thing. They should have debuted that title at, at WrestleMania four. Yeah, like they that have sh- a nice presentation of it, like they did with the uh, the the, uh, the women's titles. You know, under yeah, the, exactly. under the velvet cloths. Probably Hogan backstage. Well, here's the thing, dude. I would like to hold it first, brother, and then you can totally get it, Macho. All right. Mm-hmm. That's all Macho says. Mm. <laughs> He's all pissed off. Mm. <laughs> and then Randy. Mm. Gotta go. Gotta go. Still Lanny. in the closet, Liz. Just Let me get you out. Randy, we've got to go with Liz to the next town. That's Lanny, his brother. What, you said what, what, was, what was the context of the, of the whole Lanny something about a bitch that goes back and slaps somebody at an indie show? And then he got his ass kicked. <laughs> Who was that? So, uh, that's a Hannibal video. Right, but who, who did he go work. in the back? It's, and, it's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's shown it's being to, it being to have been a work. Look at my Twitter, guys. For, last night, full disclosure, I was high and was watching that video <laughs> and could not, I don't know how I ended up on it, but could not stop laughing. Like, just couldn't stop of Lenny Poffo smacking this guy in the face and then getting his ass kicked in front of the entire locker room. <laughs> but so who was just, the guy he slapped? Do I don't know. know. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't. I'm sure I can look it up, but who cares? Yeah. So who cares? look on the Twitter account PPW Podcast for a little clip of it, like a 15 second clip. But then go on YouTube, just put Lenny Poffo fight, and you'll see it. Lenny Poffo's walking backstage with his shirt off and slacks. It's like, like 55 years old. Fuck him. He walks into the rock room. Hey, you piece of shit! And slaps this guy <laughs> like four or five times, and the guy just slams him down. And basically threatens to break his arm till Honky Tuck Man comes in and breaks it up. But anyway, I was watching it last night and just couldn't stop laughing. And that's why I'm talking about Lenny Poffo right now. Uh, but yeah, Hogan's crying. He's bitching and moaning. Vince and Jesse say we're out of time. You can tell Vince is kind of frazzled because we, you know, there's we've got this match here. We've got to go. 
they cut yeah, to the he's, wide he's shot. He's under the gun. He's like, oh my god, fuck this we, whole show up. <laughs> we we do get to see though the finish of Strike Force winning via roll up versus the Heart Foundation. So it was, I'm sure it was a good match. Thirty years later, we finally yeah. get, we finally get to see the finish. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be somewhere, and I think some, I don't know. I would like to get an original broadcast of this show with the commercials in it. I think that would mm-hmm. really bring me back to there being here. But, I mean, this this is a, like a 50-minute show with no commercials, 49 minutes. This thing flew by. I was watching this today. I was like, oh, man, this flew by. It was very, very fun to watch, and... I kind of watched. I kind of watched the Macho Man over and the Hogan part because for some reason, I, well, I was a little distracted because I was watching it. and I was doing other stuff, but then I was like, I I forgot that Earl and Dave, which say Earl is in the ring. I forgot that Dave just walked in. It's like, hey, blah 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 blah. I thought there was something more to it. Yeah, you th- I kind of did, I thought there was too. I'm like, did I miss like maybe like Dave comes from the background from the the, the the locker room, comes down the aisle, and it's like, whoa, there there you are, there you are. They're just in the ring, and you make making Hogan cry. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's a good soap opera um, trope, and it works. It's fantastic. Go back and watch this tonight if you've never seen it, or today, whenever you're watching this, or you're listening, or I'm sorry, whenever you're listening to this. Go rewatch this, and it's kind of a pain in the ass to find on Peacock because everything's unorganized. So go to WWE, go to 80s Flashback, then Saturday Night's Main Event, then Season 4, Episode 2 is where this is. It's like, called the Main doing? Event Number 1. Yeah, exactly. But on, on Peacock, it's Season 4, Episode 2, and if you're lucky enough to still have the WWE Network overseas and Europe and Australia or wherever, Go go watch the show. It was awesome. I was, I'm really glad we did this one because it, yeah, it's kind too. of a, a random one, but a fun one to definitely look back at. And again, it was only 45 minutes, so it was a fun, fun, hey, fun man, show. It's, it's, it's the best ones to watch. I mean, I still yeah. love watching the pay-per-view ones, but usually, you know, a couple days into the week, I'm like, are we going to do a podcast? And you say, hey, you want to do one tomorrow? And I'm like, are we just like, well, going to talk or are we going to do something? Well, because so this was well, that, that was part of it, too. It was a kind of a quick turnaround for the show i was like all right anyone can watch this in 45 minutes to an hour right yeah so, anyway mm-hmm. i was a big fan of this show it's me too tough, it's tough to give it a letter grade i'm gonna give it like an a just because it was fast epic moment best free match in tv history according to vince and i think we can't we can't argue with him right no i'm not gonna argue with him i mean the uh, the last match kind of it's like, what well, the hell is going on? That's not even a grade. That's just a thing. You know, it's, this yeah. is a two, uh, two match show. And we also kind of glanced over how ridiculous that honky macho man thing is with, was with the guitar. You really have to watch it to how much they sell mm-hmm. the person having the guitar, having the power. It's like, he, <laughs> yeah, he's going towards him and it's like a cat and mouse type thing. And he finally corners him. Yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome to watch. A's so, were awesome. You give it an A as well? The whole show Yeah, why A? not? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? All right. Well, that's going to be it uh, for this week. Uh, before we wrap up, we always like to shout out our podcast, Buddies and Friends. You can follow our friends over, I already mentioned him, Joe and Quinn at the Our Vantage Point podcast at OVP Podcast. They were helpful in some fact-checking for us this week, so follow them for all of your awesome retro wrestling nostalgia and greatness you could follow our friends over at the breaker and bane power hour as well as breaker side project you know it's fake right uh, you could follow our friends over at the ringside podcast 
Impact Wrestling is coming to uh, Chicagoland in August, so we might be talking to them next month. We'll, we'll see. you got to get in contact with them. Follow them at Ringside Podcast. Uh, follow our friends over at The Apron Bump. Uh, they're, they, they, I was a guest on their show a year and a half ago. Maybe I'll go back on. Follow them. They have cool kind of Instagram clips as well. The hardest part of the ring, whatever you want to call it. The Apron Bump. And then our friends, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I mean, I don't know, whatever. The Lee Over the Raw's Nitro podcast in Australia has been doing a show for a bit. And we're due for a, a look back at a movie. So I think I'll text you maybe or message you on Twitter next month sometime. And I, our friends over at the Fully Poldsable Wrestling Figure podcast also just did a special crossover show uh, with Matt Cardona of the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. So, you know, Forbidden Door, Worlds Colliding, etc. So... Check out that interview as well as the main feed show of Fully Posable. Scott and Jeff have been doing an awesome show for years and years and years. And if there's also and Twitter years. buddies. There's Twitter and, buddies. There's, and they were on the Toys That Made Us? They were. They're famous, man. What have we been on? Nothing. <laughs> We've been on something, I'm sure. <laughs> A little weed. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> have you ever smoked with me? I think you have. Yeah. All right. And the gazebo? Of course. Getting all goofy. Anyway, if it's, if it's legal in your state, go ahead. Have fun. Mm-hmm. If not, take it easy. Or just don't. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Anything else, Eric, before we wrap up? No, I'm going to probably hit up ringside and see what's new. I'm going to try to look forward to see if they got any drops on uh, Comic-Con, that kind of stuff, yeah. releases. Yeah, that's, and that's the 20th, I think they said, is their, their oh, panel. Oh, okay. So. All right. I wonder what the what's a what's a wish list? What's like an exclusive? Like it'd be awesome if this was the Comic Con exclusive this year. What do you think? I mean, I, I still want a Rick Martel. So if for some reason they can come out with like that SummerSlam version with the Tatanka feather, <laughs> you know, I would love to have that one. Because uh, the they Summer got the Sl- they, they got the Sherry from that one. Yeah, where yeah. he's it uh, goes against uh, Michaels. Yeah, well, he's like the tennis guy. He's wearing the he's got the tennis racket in that SummerSlam yeah. '82. Mm-hmm. There's a little beret with the Tatanka feather. I think I'd like an ultimate two pack of who of the mega of the mega powers. You already have a Hogan. But I don't have an ultimate two pack of Hogan and Macho. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. I I guess I would want something that's never been really released before. How about a Zeus? Ultimate hey, Zeus. now you're talking a little ultimate Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> he has a Jax, but the last year was what the Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, the year before yeah. that was the Mister T, mm-hmm. and the year before that was the Slim Jim Macho Man. Yeah, Macho Man. So there's been unique ones, so it's possible. It's possible. We could have an I'm ultimate, to, yeah, Zeus. So someone we haven't gotten before. Someone we're we're itching towards. We're itching. Well, to what have. about Akeem? Yeah. Three faces, or the two faces of the one-man gang. How about the... F- hey, f- there you go. Three faces of Ottman. A three-pack of Fred Ottman. <laughs> Shockmaster, Tugboat, and... Uh, typhoon. Oh, yeah, Typhoon. Three I was trying to think of when he was coming out of as, a, as a construction worker. I think they were still calling him the Shockmaster, which is they pretty were. stupid. <laughs> they were. Well, that's WCW for you at that yeah. time. All right, guys, thank you everyone so much for checking us out this week and continuing to follow us. Please do follow us at PPW Podcast. Please support the show by sharing with a friend if you like fun, nostalgic wrestling talk that makes you remember things such as episodes of Full House or... Fuller House. Dallas or whatever else we were talking (laughs) about today. Falcon Crest. 
I forgot what we were talking about already this week. It's just been all over the place, but it was a fun show, and it was pleasurable to watch Hogan Andre and to watch Hogan cry post-match. Even though I was a big Hulkamaniac and still am, I laughed. Eric, as always, thanks for coming on. Oh, th- think- thanks for hosting and, and, and taking charge of this whole uh Yeah, man, but podcast. you're the co-host. There's there's no there's no show without Eric. That's I mean true. there has there has been shows without you. <laughs> but but nobody listens to those. I mean it's possible. I, I, I think our I mean our numbers are definitely higher oh. on note with you. Uh also they're also I'm, higher I'm, the, I'm the needle mm-hmm. mover, as they say in the business. Yeah, you gotta get that t shirt. I do the needle mover. The download mover. God mode. <laughs> Thanks, Evan, for listening. We'll see you next week.